0: All right, everyone, welcome back to the Awana Club's podcast. My name is Hunter Williams. I'm so excited to serve as your host for this episode, and I am not alone. Today, I am joined by Joel Culberson. Joel serves as a child discipleship missionary to churches in Kansas and Missouri. He also serves as a U.S. field director, and now he can say that he has, again, been a guest on the Awana Club's podcast. So, Joel, uh, thanks for coming on the show with me.
1: Uh, Hunter, I really appreciate the invite, my friend. Uh, it's good to be with you. I'm looking forward to uh, our conversation today.
0: Yeah, I, I'm really excited about it because today we're talking about something that's on my mind quite a bit when it comes to not just Awana clubs but children's ministry and discipleship in general, which is getting church-wide buy-in. Because you know, when it comes to this topic, I could see some people thinking. Wow, a lot of clubs, that's a, that's a children's ministry thing. That's a children's ministry problem. But the thing is, children's ministry isn't just a children's ministry problem. It's a churchwide problem when we think of this thing of child discipleship. So, Joel, what I want to ask you is, why is churchwide buy-in so important for clubs specifically, but also just child discipleship uh, more generally?
1: Yes, Hunter. I, you know, honestly, it, it's so critical uh, uh, in any ministry in the church. But you know, we're talking specifically with child discipleship and want clubs. But um, I think we need to even go back uh, to even look at um, to start with: Why is a wanna or why has a wanna in some people's eyes become a children's ministry problem? Right, and and I think over the years, um, the focus has been on book completion. I'm thinking specifically with Awana clubs, uh, you know, reciting verses um, just to get an award. Um, you know, it takes a lot of volunteers to uh, to run an effective Awana ministry. Um, the intimidation factor of as kids that may not have that strong biblical background, uh, parent support, and they're never used to memorization of, of Scripture. Uh, that can be intimidating coming into an Awana club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the list goes on and on, right? Uh, we can think of so many ways of, of, of that. But I think so right away, I think you have this perception of Awana clubs as a problem. Uh, and as you have others in the church that may see... That aren't necessarily serving in children's ministry who are basically saying, hey, let them figure it out. It doesn't even pertain to us. It's children's Mm. ministry issue, right? And so I think it's really critically important um, that the church knows exactly what Awana Clubs is all about, Mm. right? I think we need to cast that vision to the entire church. It's not just a silo here to babysit kids while the adults are doing small groups, right? But Awana is it goes and aligns with the overall church's mission and vision. I mean, that's what Awana should be in the church, right? Um, and usually most churches, it could be masked and, and worded differently, but uh, most churches' mission and vision is all about evangelism and discipleship. And, uh, you know, that's how Christ established His church, was uh, for disciples making disciples. Mm-hmm. And we need to see that in our own church. And, you know, our mission here at Awana Uh, You know this as good as anybody else is to equip leaders to reach kids with the gospel. That's the evangelism part, right? But then also engage them in lifelong discipleship. That's the discipleship component. And I think so for a wana clubs to get that church buy-in, knowing that it's not a silo by itself, but really it involves the entire church in its overall alignment of their mission and vision. And I think once you establish that... And you've cast that with the entire church, then you're going to have others in the church see the importance of that ministry, and then you can then you can go beyond that and and, and have that discussion and talk about now what's the impact that Awana Clubs is doing in our mm-hmm. church, right? And and we know the impact has uh, building last lasting faith in children, right? In youth, we see that. Um, the impact study that we did several years ago, uh, right. we see that uh, adults that have grown up in Awana um, and then are, are now serving in their church, uh, the percentages are home are so much more than just the standard person who just went to church, right? They they're going to church more often. Uh, they're engaging. They're serving. They're they're giving. I mean, the list again goes on and on in this study that we see the benefits, as well as the impact that Awana has had in the lives of of these children. So uh, that's so important to know that uh, it's not by itself, but it aligns with the overall church's mission and vision. And I think that's why we can say, hey, it's not just a children's ministry problem or an issue, but, you know, this is why we want the whole church to be on board with what we're Mm -hmm. trying to accomplish in terms of child discipleship in that club. So...
0: Yeah, you, you said a lot of good stuff there. We could we could chase a lot of rabbits with that. But I like how you talked <laughs> about, you know, um, we can almost create this false dichotomy that, you know, you have children's ministry over here, and then you have the work of the church over here. And that's a terrible false dichotomy to make because the church is the family of God. The children in our ministries are just as much the body of Christ as the adults, And so it's spot on when you put it in terms of vision and mission because we're all called to make disciples and we're all called to be discipled. And so our kids are just as much a part of that as our adults. And so, you know, the adults of the church, instead of just saying that's the children's pastor to deal with, you know, that's the Awana ministry director to deal with that. We need to say, no, if we're a family, you don't just ignore family. We all have some form of investment that we need to have in the spiritual development of the kids in our church. So I, I loved how you put that. Absolutely. So, so getting a little more practical, you know, I was thinking, Joel, when, when I asked you to join me on this, I was thinking, you know, you've, you've served as an elder at your church. And one thing I wanted to ask you with was as an elder, what are things you've seen bring church wide buy-in in your church? Or, um, you know, what are some things you believe could generate buy-in at the leadership in your church? So, you know, we, we've talked about that we need to have this buy-in, but may, what are some practical things maybe that could generate that in a ministry?
1: Well, I I think, honestly, it goes back and starts with vision, Hunter. As an elder in our church, uh, we've had uh, many people come up to our senior leadership and our lead pastor and, and say, hey, we want to change this in our ministry. So, for example— um, uh, since we're talking about child discipleship, uh, we uh, several years ago they uh, we had uh, the director of our Sunday school uh, came up and to and talk with our elders and, and senior leadership um, that they wanted to change the curriculum. You know, a lot of churches obviously change curriculum, some churches more than others uh, every year. But um, and so uh, they came with a plan. They came with this is why we want to change uh, this curriculum. Um, I think our church at the time had been using uh, this particular curriculum for a long time. And I think as our culture has changed uh, over the years, um, that this particular curriculum wasn't really changing. Uh, I don't wanna say necessarily changing, they were still firm in God's word, but we just felt it wasn't as relevant because of the uh, culture of kids that we were getting in on Sunday morning. And so uh, they came with a vision of why they wanted to change. They came with a uh, a passion. I think, man, if you have a vision and a passion, that combination is deadly. <laughs> and I think you'll yeah. have leaders that will listen um, to that. But they came with a plan. They came with you know goals that they wanted to see uh, happen and changes in our particular uh, for our Sunday school you know hour that we had uh, on Sunday morning. Um, and you can even carry that over really with um, with a wana. I mean, I think a lot of churches are not open to change, but obviously we see a lot of churches that are open and uh, you know I believe as our culture changes and I, I you know I, I said that that uh, as it changes around us, the church needs to stay first and foremost true to the teachings of the Word of God. plain and simple that does right. not change. but how they evangelize, how they disciple, that's where I think we need to evaluate um, uh, as, you know, every church needs to and possibly tweak or look at other ministries to see how we can connect or be maybe more relevant to uh, the community that our churches are in. Obviously, a rural church community may reach out differently to children than an urban or a city uh, type right. of church. And so I think that's that's important Um as you cast a vision with your elder team or deacons or whatever your church is structured like that, uh, senior leadership, uh, I think, will look at vision first and foremost. Um, but then if you have a plan and an action and you share this is why we want to change or this is why we want to maybe tweak this, I think they're, they'll be more than willing to listen and uh, see how the Lord leads in that. So,
0: Yeah, you said a few things there, I think, that we could give practical handles to. Uh, One thing you said with vision, a big thing we talk about at Awana is, you know, we want to have this long view of discipleship. I think what can happen with children's ministry is that we can have very short-term vision. It's like, we just need to do what it takes to keep them busy on Sunday, or we need something that's just going to keep them entertained on Wednesday while the parents are in Bible study. But when you have a long view, it recognizes, no, what we do here whether it's Sunday school or whether it's Awana clubs, it matters because it's forming them spiritually. And what we form them in today is what they're going to walk into as they grow up. And man, we do Absolutely. not want the kids that were under our care to look back and say, man, what I was given back then wasn't strong enough to carry me through the pressures of life today. So it, this long view of discipleship really does change how we approach You know, our children's ministries, the curriculums we use, how we recruit volunteers, all of that. I think uh, something else you you briefly said that I think could be helpful, too, is um, research. You know, some people, they got to see the data and the facts. And that's why at Awana, I think it's been so wise of us, you know, to commission so many research projects because it's putting stuff in the hands of leaders and volunteers to go to their senior leadership or to go to their church at large and say, look, this is what the research is showing. Here's where we're at culturally. Uh, Here's the factors we have found that really make an impact in the discipleship of people.
2: It is back to club time, folks. Among other things, that means it is time to get your supply inventory built back up so you'll have all the gear you need. If you build it, the families will come. Shop our product guide online to order those beginning of year basics. Entrance books, book bags, uniforms, leader guides, emblems, which, by the way, now have all the adhesive included. You talked and we listened, club leaders. We're all stocked up and ready for you. Just hop on to awana.org slash shop to find our newest product guide and featured items. Don't forget, if you have a membership, you'll get a 30% discount on most of our products. If you have any questions along the way, reach out to the partner care team standing by right now. All right, go order your stuff and get ready to disciple kids for big, lifelong faith in Jesus with your best Awana Clubs year yet. Awana.org slash shop. So, you know, if you're before your
0: church, presenting that long view of discipleship, presenting that research... Um, and then, uh, stories, you know, I think stories are so powerful and we can forget that, but stories of life change or stories of impact can really help a church get some buy-in
1: along the way. Absolutely. Uh, Hunter, I think about, uh, just the many stories. I mean, I've been in my church now for 28 years, uh, since I've moved here to Kansas and, uh, we have, uh, Used to run a bus ministry, uh, and we used to pick up a lot of kids for our Awana club. I mean, we, at one point in time, our we we were running 125 kids in Awana. But I think of this one uh, particular young lady. Uh, she she was a bus kid, divorced family. She loved coming to our our ministry and engaging with our leaders. And uh, after she went off to college. I uh, lost track of her, and I, I got a Facebook message from uh, from her, and she basically sh- shared her story of how much of an impact our Awana ministry was in her life. She shared that every week she that was the one thing she looked forward to coming to every single week because of loving a uh, loving caring adults that really welcomed her in to that club ministry, and uh, she went when she went off to college. She met this strong Christian man. God called them to the navigators, and uh, they were ministering to uh, uh, the uh, campus at University of Arkansas. And uh, she's just sharing just her heart that it was it, that just the impact of not necessarily what we were teaching, even though I think God's word never returns void and always impacts the heart. But she remembered mm-hmm. that loving, caring adult that really moved her along in her discipleship process. And, you know, it's not a one-and-done kind of thing. You know, you said that lifelong discipleship. It's when we get saved, when we start that journey with the Lord until He decides to call us home, we're always, you know, should be learning and educating ourselves and growing closer to Christ. And I think of Amanda, how now she's taken what she's learned and she is ministering to the young ladies there on the college campus at the university of arkansas um, was very meaningful and here's i share this story because my friend amanda just passed away from cancer and um mm-hmm. she was a very young probably in her late 30s uh, she's left a husband and two kids but the impact now that she has left on this earth with the individuals that she has made an impact and it is just precious to me because I was able to see some of the fruit as a leader when I was working with her and several others in our church, and now she's left that legacy with uh, the others that she has taught God's word, and um, it's just been a, an awesome thing to see uh, that you know what we're doing matters, right? And yeah. the impact uh, that as as leaders in a platform like a Wanna Club uh, is making an impact in the lives of. Thousands and thousands of boys and girls, not just in our area, but around the world. So, yeah,
0: yeah. So you know those those types of stories, and yeah, I, I just love that the idea of long view discipleship. I think if we could just really have people hold on to that, I think it would do wonders for churchwide buy in. But as we uh, look at wrapping this up, I, I really want to make sure we're giving our listeners practical next steps. Uh, so what would be some very practical steps that could move their entire church to buy into the need of discipleship? Because we say, okay, the whole church needs to buy into this. What does that mean? You know, What does that look like? If, say, a church does want to, what, what's maybe some next steps?
1: Oh, that's the... <laughs> That's the answer that every church wants to know. How do we do this, right? Yeah. How, right. Do, how do we How do we get them all in involved? Well, I think we need to remind our church that it's a command from the Lord. Uh, mm. We can read in Deuteronomy chapter six, uh, right, that when our when the kids rise up, when they lay down, uh, write it on their forehead. Right. Practical terms is we need to be talking about Jesus with our with our children. Obviously. Um, that he's entrusted us with, that we've been blessed with, uh, pretty much when we go for a walk, when we're disciplining them, uh, when, when they're doing homework, when they're in the car with us, right? So I think we need to remind the church that it's a command that we have to make disciples so they can disciple the next generation, right? Psalm 78 talks about that tell the next generation so they may tell the next generation and so on and so on. So I think the first practical step in that is we need to be reminded that it's a command from the Lord that child discipleship matters uh, so we can see multiple generations being impacted by, um, by the Lord. Uh, I think we also need to uh, start with prayer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously we have healthy churches out there, Hunter, and we have churches that are not healthy. And I think uh, if we seek God's wisdom. Um, I think he would reveal and, and will reveal to us what we need to change or what we maybe need to do um, uh, in terms of that. So I think prayer is a practical step. And I think, too, just going to senior leadership. Uh, I mean, that's a practical step is if you are if you have a vision that you want to uh, see child discipleship uh, go deeper into your church um, and help parents with that discipleship model, Uh, you need to approach senior leadership. You need to approach them with a vision. You need to approach them with a plan. You need to approach them with some goals. Mm -hmm. And I think if you do that and then backed it all up by a passion that you have saying, this is where the Lord has really taken me and I want to share this with our senior leadership team, um, I think they'll buy in on that. I I truly believe that. Uh, At least they'll consider it, right? Uh, but I think, you know, those those are kind of three things that I think of. It's a command. I think uh, we need to be praying about it and then talking with our senior leadership um, about what God has laid on our hearts.
0: That's great. So commandment of the Lord, prayer, and then constant communication with senior leadership is great. Uh, as we close out, I, I was, yeah, as you were talking, I was thinking too, you know, sometimes I think uh, when we think of churchwide buy-in, it's people people could hear that and think so are you saying the entire church needs to serve in a want clubs it's like well no that'd be great you know but uh no that's not what we're saying what we're saying is we're wanting the entire church to to really capture this vision of child discipleship and invest in it in some way so the the way i i kind of frame that in my mind is you know um looking at it through the lens of time, talent, and treasure. So every member could invest time in some way that they could serve in clubs. That'd be a great investment of their time, but they could do things like prayer, like Joel said, or they could go out of their way to make sure they say hi to a kid on Sunday morning or Wednesday night or whenever they're interacting with kids at their church. It could be things like investing time to grow in their appreciation and need for child discipleship. So attending things like the child discipleship forum, reading books like Resilient, any way you can give next steps of someone investing their time toward child discipleship. And then with talent, you know, maybe you've got people in your church. They say, I would do terrible working with kids. I'm boring or whatever, but they, I do think they have talents that um, could serve toward child discipleship. You know, maybe there's things they could build in the children's wing that need to happen or paint rooms, or maybe they could help advertise your um, club. So there's talents they can use. And then finally treasure, which uh, Joel, I know with you being on leadership at a church, you, you can understand this, that a church's budget speaks volumes about what it values. Cause a church can say with its mouth, it values something, but its calendar and its budget it really is the telltale of it all. And so, you know, a church could show, you know, a wide buy-in by how they support Awana Clubs or their other children's ministries financially, or how they raise funds or what they buy for kids, you know? Uh, there's just so many ways you could look at it. So, so yeah, there's a lot of ways we could think through buy-in. But for anyone who's listening, I, I really want you to hear uh, kind of this anthem that Joel's been hitting is this idea of long view discipleship and the consistent communication with senior leadership about it and then some of these other practical handles we've given they float around that but really that that's the crux of it but, but yeah churchwide buy-in is huge because if we really do care about seeing this next generation follow christ no matter what to be resilient disciples it doesn't just start with uh it's not just a handful that says yeah we'll do that it takes the entire church to say we want to see this happen just like that 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 uh, passage in psalm 78 from one generation to declare the glory of God to the next.
2: Thanks for listening to the Awana Club's podcast. The Awana Club's podcast is a product of Awana Audio, all rights reserved. Your support and donations to the Awana ministry make it possible for us to partner with 62,000 churches in over 130 countries. Check out the show notes wherever you're listening for more details about what was discussed in this episode, as well as more information about Hunter and his ministry. If you like this episode, you'll also like the Child Discipleship Podcast, where new episodes drop every Thursday. The executive producer of this podcast is me, Ross Cochran, and our theme song is Jackpot by Made to Be from their album, You Know a Better Way, and you also heard their song Throne from their album, Save Me From Myself. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.